words on water. This episode is brought to you by Hawk. For more than 85 years, Hawk has provided innovative solutions in water quality analysis. Their instruments, services, software, and reagents are used to ensure the quality of water in a variety of industries in more than 100 countries. Hawk's mission is to make water analysis better, faster, simpler, greener, and more informative. For more information, visit hawk.com. Hi, welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop. Always excited to talk about water reuse. I think it's just essential to the near-term and long-term sustainability of our sector. Very happy for this episode to be joined by Melody White. She is Principal Application Development Manager at Hawk. Melody, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me today, Travis. All right, we've got a lot of ground to cover. There's always so much to talk about with water reuse. Let's just do a little a little table setting here. And could you explain water reuse and also the aspect of, of potable versus non-potable? Absolutely. So when we think when we think of water, right? We know water is life. We we need water for humans, for agriculture reasons, for ecosystems. And one of the things with that is, is the beneficial use of water. And when we start to think about that, typically in the past, we have brought water in, particularly to our wastewater treatment plants, and we've treated that to a certain standard, and then we just discharge that back into environment. But now with kind of our attitude today, we've got kind of this one water, right? Water, water recycling, we call it water reuse. We're not just discharging that back per se. So, so when we typically say water reuse, we're thinking maybe that's potable reuse or indirect potable, right? We're trying to take that clean wastewater effluent and clean it up even more to actually specifications beyond drinking water standards so that we can possibly use that in some sort of drinking water fashion. When we talk about water recycling, right, more so I think we talk about what, what I call non-potable reuse. So we're not going to drink it, but we are going to use that water for other things. Things such as, you know, like I said, agriculture, irrigation, right? So maybe we're irrigating certain specific crops of different kinds, or, or maybe we're going to irrigate those parks and those golf courses in places. So that's kind of that's kind of how I I think about that. When we think, you know, potable versus non-potable, I, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, right? One, we're going to end up in some way, some fashion possibly drinking that at some point in the water cycle and non-potable is is specifically meant to not drink. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you for, for kind of, uh, you know, laying that foundation for the rest of the conversation. It's good to do that. Um, 
I'd love to get your take on how would, how you would describe the state of water reuse right now and the level of interest in projects. I certainly see uh, a lot of activity, a lot of chatter in this area, but I'd love to get your take on it. Oh, absolutely. I think more and more it's coming to a forefront. You know, one of the things that's, and I'm going to kind of jump ahead here, but one of the things that's driving right water reuse in in the world is how we look at and what's happening with these extreme environmental changes and how it's affecting our water right so think about things like you know rains floods fires droughts did you do you even realize that 90% of the western us is in a drought has been in a drought situation over multiple years, the, you know, it's not just a one-year thing that's happening. Um, population changes, you know, particularly in the West, we have different population centers. And, and one of the other things that driving it is from a water scarcity standpoint. So, so all of this is driving the, the use and reuse of, of water. Right. And how is this of interest in projects? Well, everybody wants water. And if you don't have those water sources, I always like to I was like, so you can't get blood out of a turnip, right? <laughs> no, you can't. Well, if there's no water to be had, where are we going to get that? Right. How are we going to reuse and recycle the water that we do have um, and be more efficient at it? Hmm. Very, very interesting. Yeah, definitely. You see all this in the news with those those water conditions you mentioned from droughts to floods and, and all the pressures that are out there. So I guess there's a lot of response uh, from the sector and looking at water reuse. Are there any other drivers um, other than kind of what's going on in with with the climate around us? Oh, oh, absolutely. If we if you stop and kind of take a step back, particularly many of our industries, right, use lots and lots of water, whether it's from the food and beverage industry to our power industries to to our even, you know, we keep hearing about the silicon chip shortage going on right now. Right. All those manufacturers use water. And and if we think about it, where do they typically get that water? Well, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times that water is purchased from various municipalities. And so, so there's water rights and, you know, if not to get in political, but, you know, people want water, you know, manufacturing wants water. Um, and so where's all this coming from? And so some of these drivers are depending upon the industry, the water may or may not need to be even purer and, and cleaned up, shall I say, even more so than what we do for drinking water standards. So, so every, every drop counts, right? Every drop counts. There might be the assumption that water reuse is just something happening, you know, out West in the Colorado river basin and California. Um, how accurate is that or where else is water reuse advancing? Water reuse is advancing actually all over the world. But if, if we want to talk specifically, say, the United States, Florida, Florida is a big water reuse proponent. Texas, the state of Texas, right? So places um, 
obviously the Colorado River Basin. So Arizona, Nevada, you know, California, obviously. So those are our probably some of our largest states that do have water reuse regulations and, and things going on. But other states are also doing it, you know, Colorado, Oklahoma, of other states are involved. The Water Reuse Organization has got some great information for anybody um, that wants to learn more or possibly get involved in a local chapter there. So Water Reuse Organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Florida uh, one has always jumped out at me a little bit. Why? What, what's driving water reuse in Florida? You know, one of the things I found interesting is we have to keep in mind that not all places, and I'll just use that, you know, not all municipalities gets their water from surface waters, right? So there's groundwater, and there's a lot of challenges that can come along with groundwater. One of those is increased demand, Right. If you don't have another source and your only source is groundwater and you don't have any left, what do you do? So so this is where a lot of like indirect potable reuse can come in. We're trying to take that cleaned up indirect potable. Re- we put that back into those aquifers, try to recharge things. Right. But another thing that also comes to mind is saltwater intrusion. Right. As we start to deplenish those groundwaters, particularly along the coastal areas, you know, that salt water starts to intrude and that that can have huge effects on on how we treat and how much it costs to treat that water. Great. Thank you. So as there's more interest and demand for water reuse projects, what are the barriers that are out there that are uh, prohibiting more expansion of of water reuse? Well, I think, you know, the reality is it costs money. Let's, Let's just talk about the elephant in the room, right? It costs money to treat water. And so from a reuse perspective, many times the reuse requirements, whether that be non-potable or potable, the reuse requirements actually exceed those of, say, a traditional NPDES permit, right? So, so I can treat my water, meet my permit regulations, my discharge permit re- regulations, and then, you know, discharge that on out. But particularly in potable reuse, that's not enough. And and it can get very costly to to do these projects, right? Um, From the infrastructure to the monitoring to the regulations, all sorts of things. But even when we talk about non-potable for industrial use, that can still get very costly um, from different parameters not traditionally associated with wastewater, things like silica right? Things like um, salts, any kind of salt-based. So so we have to be aware of, of the cost. The second thing, let's, I mean, let's, let's be realistic when we talk about potable reuse, is public perception, right? That the whole concept, and, and I hate to say this, but, but the whole toilet to tap concept, right? The public, if if municipalities and agencies don't do a good job of getting the public involved and, and the understanding and the education that goes along with that, there can be huge barriers to the acceptance of, of reuse. 
can I ask you about the barrier of regulations? And, uh, you know, you've got a real patchwork of regulations across the country. There's no national reuse standards, right? It's state by state and sometimes even more drilled down than that. So how, how much of a challenge is that? It, it it can be a big challenge, and you are correct. There is no, from a North American standpoint, there is no US EPA reuse regulation, right? Um, California regulations kind of are leading the way, and many of the other states are kind of following what California is doing, and there are upcoming possible changes to all these regulations. And so just just because we have one regulation in one state doesn't necessarily mean it's the exact same regulation in another. And so for for all of us that that work across multiple projects, understanding each of those regulations, right? Um, there's certainly some guidelines that are out there uh, and, and things, but but yeah, this patchwork is it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, sure thing. Okay, so we've talked about some of those barriers. What can be done to accelerate water reuse? Um, it's it's in demand. It's a really it's such a great uh, great tool to use for sustainability and and resource recovery. What can be done to to speed up adoption of water reuse? Other than just writing huge checks, right? Right. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, money, money. That would be yeah. nice. You know, we win the lottery, as we so to speak. <laughs> And um, we put that all towards water infrastructure. There, and water, and there we right? go. Yeah. Great. Well, that's not really how that works. But, but yeah, I mean, I think greater, greater public um, educational, you know, getting the public involved. We have to get from a from a potable reuse standpoint. Um, municipalities and governments are going to have to do better education and what what we call publicity right? Getting, getting this involved. I think the industrial, and I say, I think, right? From an industrial standpoint, water's not getting any cheaper. And many of these processes um, are, they're, they're doing a lot of things where they're, they're using less water, but they're really finding out the benefit of reuse because they're taking, they're not necessarily buying brand new water, as I'll say, right? They're not treating it brand new. They're just going to recycle that water and use it for other purposes within those facilities. You also look from a non-potable standpoint, right? The recycling for agriculture. One of the things that we're starting to see over and over is the salt accumulation. Every time we start to, sometimes in various processes, we we use these membranes and we get these brine wastes and these salt accumulations and we have to be very careful. What are we going to do with that? How do we recycle that and, and stuff? So, so from how do we accelerate? We have to get better with the technologies that we have today. And we have to, quite frankly, invest more in some of the science, I truly believe, along with, you know, the lottery the lottery <laughs> and, you know, the, the public education that goes along with that. Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Last question. This is where you, you know, you pull out your crystal ball and, <laughs> and get ready for people to contact you in 10 years and say how you were right or wrong. Um, where do you see water reuse headed over the next five to 10 years? You know, water reuse is not going away. And I firmly believe, um, with all my heart and I love, love wastewater, love drinking water, but, but 
with the changes in extreme environmental conditions that are happening, um, it's not going away. In fact, we're going to be doing more and more of it. It may not necessarily be for, say, direct potable reuse, but certainly for indirect potable reuse and for non-potable in various applications, right? So in our in industries and stuff. You know, I think one of the statistics that was put out just attended the California Reuse Conference, right? So that just happened. And this is a this is a billion dollar industry from from greenfield type brand new sites that are being built to to facilities that are that are changing processes just to conserve water and reuse. So lots of things that are going on in the industry and I can't stress enough, you know, attend some of these conferences with WEF, right? We have a reuse conference. We have the reuse organizations. I'll even say AWWA has a nice little reuse, right? Got to got to spread the love to, to all the organizations and encourage you and everyone out there to to really get involved and learn it. Well, Melody, I appreciate all this perspective and information. Uh, like I said in the very beginning, it's an exciting area, uh, so much interest, and your all this information you've shared is very valuable. So, thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for having me on today. Words on water. <laughs>